You remember Gogurt? Oh my God! Yeah, and tr- did you ever have the tricks? The tricks! Yo- oh my God! But the best, the best the one blue was and the, the strawberry pink. banana. No, <gasps> no, no. The blue strawberry and the pink. banana was the best. The one. blue raspberry. No, the yellow and red, oh. like yellow and pinky one. That was a good one. Oh, really? That we was would so always basic. get the blue and the pink in my house because oh. the girls like that, and so they won. <gasps> I wanted the yellow and the pink one because I like the strawberry banana. Oh. Even though I don't like banana, but that was not real banana. There was nothing real about that. Oh, yogurt. I love fake banana. Like the like a, a banana shake from Checkers. Mmm, like fake oh, banana yeah, flavor. Oh, yeah, you do fuck up a banana shake from oh, Checkers. Oh, God, I love those. those- <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we would just be like, you want Checkers? <laughs> you want Checkers milkshakes? Yeah. And we would send out yes. delivery for just yes. milkshakes, and we'd spend like $30 on just milkshakes. <laughs> I just remember us sitting there and just being like, Worth it. Toxic. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Poor Unfortunate Podcast. I'm Caroline Ametti. And I'm Connor Perkins. Welcome to any returning listeners. It's great having you back here with us. And welcome to all of our new listeners. Thank you so much for hitting play. Please also remember to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. That way all of our episodes download to your device. You don't miss out on anything. And then when you get to the end of the episode, Be sure to hit five stars and leave a written review. That way other people can find the podcast. We're seen in search results, all that good stuff. Your written review could be the difference between someone hitting play or passing us by. So please, if you haven't done that, and if you're a returning listener, if you haven't done that, please, 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 please do it. It helps us so much. And we love to read them. And they make us happy. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone deserves to be happy. Caroline, what's new? Well, you know, we have actually a considerable amount of news. I mean, we only recorded last about a week ago, but there's some been some yeah. things going on. So we've got some pretty big Walt Disney Imagineering news. So Bruce Vaughn is returning to Walt Disney Imagineering on March 20th as chief creative officer. Um, so he will now be co-leading the organization alongside President Barbara Bowser. So Bruce was previously chief creative executive for nine years He left in 2016. So he was part of uh, Imagineering during the first reign of Bob Iger. And so he was overseeing some major parks wins. Cars Land, New Fantasyland, Pandora, like the good stuff. So I think this could very well signify the return of like creativity first Imagineering Some well thought out and planned, you know, new portions of parks. And, you know, I think I think his partnership with Barbara makes a lot of people comfortable because she is very uh, budget centric in her approach. So I think this has the potential to be a really nice balance of budget and creativity. I think it bodes well. This really makes me start to pay a little bit more attention to the area behind Frontierland in the Magic Kingdom. Yes. Because I think New Fantasyland 
is one of the best single expansions that Absolutely. Walt Disney World has ever gotten. I agree. And it has sort of like set the stage for Fantasy Springs. Over, It's one of the few things that has like in recent years has set the stage here in the States for things happening overseas as yeah. opposed to the other way around. So true. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to yeah, see if something like, happens there because I would have some in, trust in it. Yeah, something in World Showcase, like please and thank you. I, I, I have a little bit of hope. In other parks-related news, Dole Whip will now be available in the freezer section of your local grocery store. No freaking way. Yes. So you'll be able to get the original pineapple flavor, but they will also have the mango and strawberry flavors available as well. This is huge. This is huge. But wait, not citrus swirl. Uh, when I tell you that was the thing I was about to say next, because, you know, this is like Dole is releasing it into stores and like Citrus Swirl is Disney owned. That would be my friggin' dream. Like if I could install a Citrus Swirl, little soft serve, like little handle in my home. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You have that and I'll have a fountain diet. Coke <laughs> yes, exactly. With the, with the good ice. Yeah. Oh, with the good crunchy ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also this week, um, the two nights of the Disney After Dark Princess Night are taking place in Disneyland. So like a lot of the other Disney After Dark events, Princess Night includes special food offerings. This one has a princess-focused soaring melodies under the stars show, which looked like just like Princess Fantasmic, pretty much. And special appearances by rare princesses like Leia, Princess Ada, Giselle coming around the park in her carriage. Holy like, shit. No, Princess That's Night. Epic. Princess Night looks like so much fun. I next year we're either going to that or we're going to the Disneyland Halloween party. We're, we have to. Disneyland has the, the Disneyland best After shit. Dark events are are elite. Like they look completely worth the money. So yeah, yeah, look great. And everybody who went, who I saw on Instagram, like their outfits were amazing. It looked like so much fun. Cool. Also, so today when we're recording this, which is March eighth, we got the poster for the Little Mermaid. When I say that this is one of the best Disney uh, posters that they have released in a very long time, I am not. Uh, it looks like a friggin' it belongs in a museum. It looks like a painting. It belongs in a museum. It's stunning. it's gorgeous. I would frame it. I I actually Easily. would as well. I would too. I and you know what? Easily. I might. I might. And it's like an oil painting. It is. It is. And it's like And it's such a nod to the like original But with a poster, it, but with the exact but, like mature dark twist that we want from these. Like, oh, uh, it's giving me it's really raising my expectations so high, which I know is dangerous. Um, but again, speaking of expectations, I've been heartbroken by Disney saying this before, but apparently we are going to get a full trailer during the Oscars on yeah. Sunday. So So by the time you're listening to this there should be yeah, you should have a seen new it. full trailer. And <sighs> this will probably be the one that we saw the footage of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, my God. Give the it to tentacles. Me. More the tent- Ursula. Give it to me. Um, I'm sorry. I jumped away from Disney Parks because I was just so excited about that poster. But I want to pop okay. back over to the parks for a moment. Um, So we talked a bit about this last episode. So cast members are set to, they're holding a rally for a raise near Magic Kingdom next week. And so we just want to say that we are, if you're a cast member and you're listening, we are thinking of you. We support you. Absolutely. <sighs> uh, and one piece of parks news to close off the parks portion. The Galactic Star Cruiser has announced that it will reduce the number of voyages to just two per week starting in October, which makes me wonder, like, is that, does that even make up for the operating cost of, 
a week of the Star Cruiser with all of the cast member? I don't know if it does. (laughs) That seems like it's on its way out. That is the flashiest (laughs) flashes in a pan. I know. And I I feel like I I don't want to put too much pressure on Bruce Vaughn here, but I do feel like with him back in Imagineering, this kind of thing might not keep happening. So (sighs) one can hope. One can hope. And then finally, some Disney Plus news, or not really Disney Plus news, Avatar The Way of Water is coming to streaming services on March 28th, but not to Disney Plus on that date. There's actually been no date announced for when it will be streaming on Disney Plus, which is a bit of a surprise. So if you want to see it, you'll have to pay up. Okay, so it's it's going to be like for rent. Yeah. But like when it's coming digital, it'll be like available for purchase. Yeah, exactly. Video gotcha. on demand type thing. Yeah, exactly. But not on like a Netflix or something that you can subscribe to. Right. Yeah, that yeah. makes that makes sense because he wants he wants the money. He, he wants, wants the, the money. Yeah. 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 But honestly, if you can still see Avatar Way of Water in in theater, I, st- I still think that you should go see it in a theater because watching it for the first time on a on a rinky dink screen or like your computer or your phone even, mm-hmm. it's it's not going to do it any sort of justice. And you're going to be like, why did I sit through two hours and 40 minutes of uh, this? That's what I've got. Cool. Yeah. Well, welcome, all you listeners, to our wild card episode, which is the third annual Poor Unfortunate Awards. Roll out the red carpet, Woo! grab your black tie, formal wear, because we are here with all of the stars, and we will be handing out some golden puas. Hell yeah, we will. If you're unfamiliar with this, every year we do our fictional award show (laughs) as our wild card around here, which yesterday was the Oscars. And we're going to stick with award season. Mm -hmm. And we have 20 new categories of awards, 100 plus nominees again. (laughs) It's funny to think about it that way. My God. The most elite, absurd, and fantastic fictional awards to ever be given out <gasps> to a Disney character. I so, still look forward to this. I'm so excited. I, I know. This is, uh, this tradition keeps giving every mm. year. Every year. This year, I, I, I've got, we've got some pretty wild categories. Me too. I w- some so, of these, I don't know where I came up with some of this. So join us here on the red carpet. It looks like some of the stars are pulling up. We've got all kinds of people coming in and out. We've got, uh, you know, Mrs. Potts clinking down the red carpet right next to... Oh, an to... unexpected guest. She has not made an appearance, really, in the past two years. No, she hasn't. But she's here with Chip, and they are riding the footstool. <laughs> and behind them, we have Sir Hiss from Robin Hood. And he is here with his date, who is Prince John. Wow, wow. Wow. Yeah, we're we're pulling. This is the first public appearance we've seen of the two of them uh, as a couple officially. So congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, we're pulling a little bit, I'd say, from the the B and C list this year. Um, some of our more heavy Mm -hmm. hitters were, of course, at the first annual, but uh excited to see what these uh, B and C Mm -hmm. listers pull out in terms of their red carpet looks and their memorable moments. Oh, and here comes Ursula. Oh, thank God. Thank God. We've got an A-lister here. Don't Uh. worry, folks. All right. So everybody settle in. 
grab your programs because the Poor Unfortunate Awards are about to begin. (gasps) Let's start with the very first category of the evening. Yes, please. Best Witch Villain. And the nominees are Agatha Harkness, WandaVision. Madame Mim, The Sword in the Stone. Winifred Sanderson, Hocus Pocus. Ursula, The Little Mermaid. Jadis, The White Witch, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Ugh. Thinking about all of these women sitting near each other, ooh, some shit's going to go down once we announce the winner. Yeah, there are daggers coming out of eyes. Literal daggers magically flying around the room. <laughs> and the golden pua goes to Ursula. Oh. Now, I'd like to acknowledge that the committee might have been a little bit biased in this, but here's the thing. Ursula came really close to complete and total domination. She changed forms. She used her magic, but she used her powers of persuasion as well. Um, And I think a witch is not just her magical powers, but how she wields it. And there's really nobody like Ursula. Of course, like, you know, I feel like Agatha is the big sparkly, you know, witch of the moment. But I'm going to go with the tried and true, and that's Ursula. Congratulations, Ursula. Mm, Great category. Congratulations to all of the nominees. Our next category. We're so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking sad. (laughs) He does. And our next category. Best family. In an animated film. Oh. We have The Darlings from Peter Pan. The Madrigals from Encanto. The Pars slash The Incredibles from The Incredibles. The Fa family from Mulan. And Pacha, Chica, Chaka, and Tipo from The Emperor's New Groove. And the Golden Pua goes to The Madrigals <gasps> Encanto. Mmm, Yes. The Madrigals, I think, just have such a beautiful story as a family. There's Mm -hmm. so much evolution. There's something very special. We love a big family. There's just Mm -hmm. something to be celebrated among all of them. We get to see them as individuals as well as being a big family unit. And working through generational trauma. Like they're they're a great family. Their story is focused about family. So we really get to spend Mm -hmm. time with them. And they got a kick-ass house, too. Congrats to Casita. Congrats. <laughs> Our next category. Best Disney Parks Merchandise. Ooh. And the nominees are Popcorn Buckets, Spirit Jerseys, Pin Trading Pins, Ears, Plushies. This category was designed to break me. It was. <laughs> and the Golden Pua goes to Popcorn Buckets. And here's why. What spirit an jerseys. I know, I know. Spirit jerseys was close for me, but here's the thing. Over ears. Yes, I know, I know. Spirit jerseys. Over plushies. Yes, yes, yes. Spirit jerseys are uh, not as budget friendly, so I that makes a difference to me. Popcorn buckets are a little bit more affordable. And I also think the level of creativity that we see with popcorn buckets is unlike anything else. Like, the Steamboat Willie popcorn bucket that you have uh, is unbelievable. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you, Gabby Freed. And I think I also have to give points. Here's the only thing. 
the thing that almost lost it for the popcorn buckets was that when you bring them home, they're a little bit useless. I can acknowledge that. But you just got to put them on a shelf and like have them be that kind of tchotchke. But I've also got to give it to popcorn buckets because they're the only piece of merchandise that literally like breaks the internet, like breaks the Disney parks. They are powerful. People will do some really crazy things for these popcorn buckets. And so for that reason, I've got to give it to popcorn buckets. Congratulations, popcorn buckets. (laughs) Ears are crying over in the corner. (laughs) All right. Our next category, best Walt Disney World attraction pre-show. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in Hollywood Studios. Dinosaur in Animal Kingdom. Cosmic Rewind in Epcot. The Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom. Or Rise of the Resistance in Hollywood Studios. (laughs) You're a bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, this is probably the toughest category I've got. This might be the toughest category that's ever been come up with. (laughs) Can I tie? No. (laughs) Bitch! (laughs) I am between two and I cannot for the life of me pick which one. Okay. And the golden pua goes to the haunted mansion. (gasps) Oh my God. I think it is probably the most iconic pre-show for an attraction in theme park history. Mm, yeah. It kind of like wrote the rule book on, a good what, on what a pre-show should be. And when I think of the script for it, how many people know every single word of that script? That's a good it, point. It's... And it has spun off so much lore as well mm-hmm. from those portraits in the portrait chamber. And personally, it's also my favorite room in the entire Haunted Mansion. So I I will say the Haunted Mansion. The very, very close runner-up by maybe like half a point was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mm, considering that they pre-show. created an entire new short yeah. For the pre-show. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of amazing. Wow. Wow. But Haunted Mansion will win that pre-show. Wow. Wonderful. Wow. And to hell with you, Caroline, for coming <laughs> up with that category. That is the <laughs> rudest category ever. Our next category. Best headpiece in a Marvel film or TV show. Oh, my goodness gracious. Hela's crown, Thor Ragnarok. Iron Man's Mask, Iron Man. Scarlet Witch's Crown, WandaVision. Loki's Helmet, The Avengers. Queen Ramonda's White Crown, Black (gasps) Panther. Oh, rude. People are going to hate me for this. And the Golden Pua goes to Iron Man's Helmet. There's nothing... Loki's headwear comes close, but nothing 
is as iconic as that. I think Wanda, the Scarlet Witch's headpiece is having a moment because she is having a moment. Um, it's That's very recognizable as well. But there is nothing as iconic as Iron Man's helmet. And it also just like, without spoiling anything, just like, I don't know, when I look at it now, it gives me a lot of, it brings up a lot of emotions for me that a lot of the other headwear does not. Okay. Yeah. Gotta go with the classic on this one. It's not as like artistically, I understand that. Like Queen Ramonda's headpiece is like, it's it's art. So I know some people are going to hate me for this, but that's my choice. All right. Oh. Our next category, best punch. Anna punching Hans after saying, the only frozen heart around here is yours in Frozen. Hercules punching Hades after emerging from the river Styx with Meg's soul from Hercules. Abby punching Maymay in the face after Maymay invites her to punch her arm in Turning Red. Buzz punching Woody, making his head spin in the Buzz-Woody fight scene in Toy Story. Or Gaston punching LeFou across the room after LeFou tells him he's down in the dumps and tries to make him smile in Beauty and the Beast. And the golden Pua goes to Princess Anna punching Hans mm-hmm. frozen. I think out of all of the punches that are nominated, that is perhaps the most satisfying punch. It is. It is. It is. Because, and I mean, Hercules is very close because no, punches his face into vagina. <laughs> but Anna punching Hans like off the ship. <laughs> and because we did not have any idea that Hans was ever going to be the villain. Yeah. It kind of feels representative of us as an audience wanting to punch <gasps> Great point. the creators for yeah. like pulling the wool over our eyes. Great point. So, uh, yeah, I, that's, yeah. A, that's a good punch. And it's yeah. also like, it's got a solid Foley effect. Like, yes, it does. The sound of that punch is a good punch. Yeah. It's like, and he's gone. And we think Very she's going to walk away too. So then she turns we back do. around. So it's it's juicy. Yeah. Yeah. She gives him the fake out that he gave her. Ooh, ooh, yes. Our next category, best unconventional method of transportation. <laughs> Miss Price's spare bed. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Carl Fredrickson's Flying House. Up. Mary Sanderson's Vacuum Cleaner. Hocus Pocus. The Flying Carpet. Aladdin. Bing Bong and Riley's Rocket Wagon. Inside Out. Oh my god. Evil. (laughs) And the Golden Pua goes to Carl's house. From up, hmm. because I it it feels odd. Like so many, these are all so iconic. So it's very rude. Um, you know, it seems a little bit odd not to be choosing the magic carpet, but you know, like Aladdin, the Disney film, didn't invent that idea, and the up house has come to represent the film as a whole and the image of like who would think of a house as a mode of transportation, the creativity there, it being carried by the balloons and also just the emotional impact of like, I'm never letting this house and these memories and this connection to my wife go. There's no beating that. There's no beating it. 
Though Miss Price's spare bed is actually very interesting because it doesn't just fly. It, like, teleports. When that was the first nominee, I was like, oh, I think that might be the winner. But then you really stacked it. I know. Congratulations to Carl Fredrickson. This is his first win. Oh, finally. And first nomination. Finally. Our next category is Best Disney Channel Series Theme Song. And the nominees are That's So Raven from That's So Raven. Welcome to the Blue House from Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh. Call Me Beat Me from Kim Possible. Out of the Box from Out of the Box. (sighs) Or the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Damn. Mm, What a category. Out of the Box. Out of the box. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me, if you want to page me, it's okay. I just can't dun, 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 wait dun. I hear my cell phone ringing. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the big blue house. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the big blue house. Um, That's so raven. It's, it's a future, future I, I can see. see. It's so mysterious. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Come inside, it's fun inside. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I'm trying to check my sentimentality right now. I know, I know. The Big Blue House is like, is everything to me. And I'm like, do I want that to win just because... I know, I know. I love Bear. Just imagine if you were listening to these in a playlist. Out of the box, the better song is... So long, farewell. I That I agree with, you, yes. my friends. And bear in the I do house. love though the opening is good, but the goodbye, goodbye song. I goodbye, know. Goodbye, good friends. Goodbye. I do love though. Take now. one box, put it with another. Let's look for one that's long and wide. <laughs> so good. That is a good one. That's so Raven is a really good. So one good. And the golden pua goes to call me, beat me, <gasps> impossible. Oh, I am shocked. I'm shocked. Do, 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 do. I have to check my personal bias right now of mm-hmm. Bear in the Big Blue House. And when I think of the songs that are most iconic to each of these respective TV shows that have been nominated, I have to consider that the goodbye songs for Out of the Box and Bear in the Big Blue House are better than their opening songs. Call Me, Beat Me is integral to Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. It is... So much a part of Kim Possible's actual identity as a TV show that taking that song out of it would be doing a disservice to the show. Oh, yes. I'm with you. Call me, beat me. Mm. That was a tough one. That was a good one, though. Mm. Our next category, best hairstyling of a Disney princess in an animated feature film. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me right now. Belle, Beauty and the Beast. Ariel, The Little Mermaid. Jasmine, Aladdin. Anna, Frozen. Rapunzel, Tangled. Ah, shit. And this is all of their hair looks. Hairstyling throughout the entire film. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Remember when you made me choose, like, a princess daytime look? (laughs) Yes. This is payback. Hair, what's the phrase? Styling? Styling. So we're talking about the styles, not the animation per se. 
Like we're talking about the the character designer who was like, and in this scene, she'll have her hair in a, a updo. Not how, uh, you know what I mean? Am I looking at it from a costume design perspective or an animation perspective? Or are you going to tell me that Cos- they A costume design perspective. Okay. Are you trying to, with Rapunzel, are you trying to be like everything that her hair... Yeah. And, and, it, becomes, and it becomes a different hair also. Yeah. Think of it as if you like you were producing this movie mm-hmm. and these are all wigs. So while, yes, you don't take into account that her first hairstyle, all of the functional things that her long hair can do, you should take into account that the hair is styled in a way that those things could happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ariel's hair flip, hair styling. Come on. <laughs> All right. Ugh, you know what? I, I just have to go with this. I, uh, nobody's going to agree with me. Nobody's going to agree with me. And the golden pua goes to Belle. I agree with you. You do? Okay. Because here's my I reasoning. Do. Here's my reasoning. Number one, all of these princesses hair says a lot about them. I literally can't believe that I'm, I'm not picking Ariel or Rapunzel because it's like their hair says so much about about them and is so iconic but bells are hairstyles are like very like specific realistic hairstyles like it's interesting to me like when she's in the village like she could have just had her hair tied back in a ribbon but they chose this twist that now like I would recognize like if someone did their hair that way I would recognize it anywhere and then her ball gown hair Number one, there's great use of hair accessories for Belle because we've got like the ribbon. We have the golden, whatever it's tied with, whatever her half up, half down bun is clasped with. But that updo, that half up, half updo in the ballroom is so specific. It's so elegant, but it's also very relaxed, which is very Belle. Like she's not going to spend too much time on her hair. It's not overly done. It's still natural, but beautiful. The amount of times a flyaway or a strand of her hair falls. That was going to be my next point. The there's excellent use of pieces of <sighs> hair for Belle. She, she pushes them out of her face. Like she, like in the something there scene, she has a little piece of hair that she pushes out of the way. Her hair, when it's when fully, she sees the, the rose for the first time, yeah, she, she pushes does, her hair out wait, of her way. Can we follow that there's, journey? What is that? There's, there are actually very specific moments when Belle pushes her hair out of her face. And then, she does it to Adam. Yes, when, she <gasps> takes his hair and she pu- she, she holds his hair thing. in her hand. And she kind of like pushes it's it out of his eyes. It's very interesting. Oh, this the is something. The hair journey of Beauty and the Beast. There's quote unquote something there. Uh, 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 I feel, now I feel even more confident in my choice. It was a tough category. Yeah, it's a tough category, but there are very, very there specific is a journey and there. subtle choices being made around the hair of Belle. In Beauty and the Beast. We Let's need to do, do a, a hair dive. episode. Yep. Yep. We're going to do a hair episode. <laughs> we're doing a hair episode. Oh, my God. Wow. Woo. Okay. That was fun. All right. Our next category is Best Walt Disney World Transportation. The monorail in Magic Kingdom and Epcot. The Walt Disney World Railroad in Magic Kingdom. The friendship boats between Epcot and Hollywood Studios and the surrounding resorts. The Skyliner 
between Hollywood Studios and Epcot and the surrounding resorts. Or the Disney buses that cover the entire property. And the Golden Pua goes to... Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I feel less confident. (laughs) Okay. I'm not confident anymore, but... And the Golden Pua goes to the Walt Disney World Railroad. Oh, wow. As a huge fan of the monorail, this pains me. But the Walt Disney World Railroad is an attraction in addition to a method of transportation. Not only can it take you around the park, but there are things to see and things that are a part of the railroad. Its absence is very, very noticeable and very sorely missed. Also, the fact that we're using actual steam, historical steam locomotives is, like, really amazing. Mm-hmm. I also have a nephew who mm-hmm. is obsessed with trains right now, and so I have to tip my hat to train <laughs> This one's for you, Gus. But I think above all of it, I have very, very sentimental memories of how the park used to open. Oh, yeah. And standing true. in front of the gates. And then the Walt Disney World Railroad pulls into the station Mm -hmm. packed with Disney characters, Mickey, Minnie the gang, and the mayor of Main Street USA. And they sing and dance and launch fireworks from the train station. And then the rope drops. And then we all go in. That, to me, is what rope drop is. What rope drop is now is not rope drop. Oh, rope drop now is... So sad and and stressful. There is nothing more magical than the... (laughs) I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. There's nothing more magical than the Walt Disney World Railroad pulling into the station with all of the Disney characters on it to start your day. And then by the time you get to the other end, those characters are now down in the main town square. The amount of times that I got to meet Mary Poppins in her jolly holiday with Bert... In that town square because she happened to ride in on the train. Like, there's not a single other method of transportation that ushers in Disney characters. Ooh, true. Except for the Walt Disney World Railroad. Hey. So, yeah. Okay. Solid Walt Disney reasoning. World Railroad. You'll get it. But mm. Monorail, I love you with all uh, of my heart. Yeah. I have a magic band of you. Uh. Our next category. Best tree. Oh, and the nominees are Grandmother Willow, Pocahontas, Home Tree, Avatar, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, The Swiss Family Robinson, Hangman's Tree, Peter Pan, Groot, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and the golden pua goes to Grandmother Willow. Mm. This was a this was an easy one for me. And I know some people would probably be able to argue me out of it, but Grandmother Willow is one of my favorite Disney characters ever. Groot's funny. Groot is very funny, but so's Grandmother Willow. She literally smacks people's ass with her branches. I mean, she's so funny. <laughs> she and has she's it all. Beautiful. She's beautiful. She sings. She gives the best advice. Oh my God. The more I think about it, the more I just need to go back and watch. I, I love Love Grandmother Willow. Ugh, yes. No contest. Wow. And our next category is Best Glasses. (laughs) And the nominees are... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and the nominees are Mirabelle's green rimmed glasses from Encanto. Oh. Edna Mode's thick rimmed black glasses from the Incredibles franchise. Oh. Milo Thatch's round glasses from Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Mm. Sadness's round purple rimmed glasses from Inside Out. And Roz's cat eye glasses with chain from Monsters Inc. And the golden pua goes to Roz, Monsters Inc. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Those cat eyeglasses with the chain, mm-hmm. they say so much. And it's yeah, very, very, I, honestly, if I could tie it, I would tie it with Edna Mode's fashion mm-hmm. glasses. But Roz ekes out for me because those are so specific, more specific than any of the other glasses in this category. And they tell you everything about this character without you even like yeah. if you were to just see the set of glasses there you would know exactly who Roz is mm-hmm. also I'm from Maryland I'm from right outside of Baltimore and cat eye glasses on a chain is kind of like <laughs> Baltimore identity so oh my God. I would be betraying my hometown if I didn't <laughs> choose it and uh and Roz is just perfect. Oh my God. Yeah. Just perfect. Roz's first nomination and first win. Congratulations, Roz. Congrats, Roz. <laughs> Our next category Best Original Song Performed in a Disney Live Action Film, Non Musical. Oh. <laughs> so this is a very specific category. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, okay. For the nominees, that means that this song has to be performed live in the live action film. So it's uh-huh. not something that's played over it. I understand. And the nominees are A Whale of a Tale, 20,000 Leagues Ooh. Under the Sea, Let's Get Together, The Parent Track, Ooh. Ultimate, Freaky Friday. Oh my God. Candle on the Water, Pete's Dragon. Oh my God. What Dreams Are Made Of, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, oh my Also, God. this playlist is kind of like very fun. Yeah, I know. I listened to Ultimate the other day and I was like, that's a You're really it. good song. You're the ultimate. It's automatic. I'm sure of it. I used to no, fucking like love that. that song. I'll be your candle on the water. I got to tell you. Hey now, hey now, let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking nah, love nah, nah. Whale of a Tale. Whale of a Tale. <laughs> Such a good song. Oh, a whale of a tale to tell you lies. The whale of a tale. It also makes me think of Columbia Harbor House. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. I associate it with being in Disney World, so it kind of makes it difficult for me. Shit. Mm-hmm. And the golden pua goes to what dreams are made of. The Lizzie McGuire movie. Ah! Listen, I freaking love A Whale of a Tale. Whale of a Tale makes me happy. It makes me think of Disney World. It was hard not to choose Whale of a Tale, to be honest with you. I used then to love it when it would come up in the Disney sing-along songs. It w- I was so happy. Ultimate is also, y'all need to go back and listen to Ultimate. Ultimate is such a good song. But it's it didn't have the same hold over a generation the way that What Dreams Are Made Of does and and seriously always will. 
And it's also just that culminating Lizzie's journey. It, it, it carries a lot of weight. And it's just, like I said, it, it kind of defined a generation. People will always be able to sing it back. You play a little clip, everyone will start singing along immediately. It's iconic. Wow. You know, love you, Whale of a Tale. I'm so sorry. I just couldn't justify it. Not even the timelessness of it and the story that's told in the <laughs> lyrics, but okay. I'm sorry, no. Our next category is Best Cringe Moment. And the nominees are Marlon telling the sea cucumber joke in Finding Nemo. (laughs) (laughs) The stepsisters singing and playing along to Sweet Nightingale in Cinderella. (laughs) Alice singing horribly along with the flowers in Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) I love this category so much. There's Sorry, there's one extra nominee in this category because I just didn't know who to get rid of. Okay. The beast trying to eat his porridge with a spoon in Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Mulan introducing herself to Shang saying, you know how it is when you get those manly urges in Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) Or the stepmother almost getting the glass slipper stuck on her foot in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Oh, the acting. Bernadette Peters acting. The journey that she goes on from it fitting. (laughs) And she goes, ah, into the, ah, ah, ah. It's so good. Oh. But is that as cringy as Alice singing the fuck along? <laughs> Sweet Nightingale. <laughs> See, that is an interesting one because it is further highlighted how cringe it is by how beautifully Cinderella is singing it in the hallway <laughs> yeah, as she's yeah. cleaning. <laughs> And the fact that we've got a flute, like, smacking Drizella in mm-hmm. her Adam's apple. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> uh. And Lady Tremaine, like, going with it. <laughs> and the golden pua goes to Alice's voice crack as she sings along with the flowers. Oh Alice God. in Wonderland. There is just no ifs, ands, or buts around that. There is no way to sugarcoat that. That is cringe. That is ears bleeding cringe. There's nothing funny about Like, that's the other thing. It's like yes, yes, everything yes. else, there's something funny about that. There's nothing funny about that moment. It is just painful. Oh, God. Uh, that, is, that is cringy. Oh. <laughs> All right. Next category, best crocodile in an animated feature film. Oh. And the nominees are TikTok, Peter Pan, Captain Crocodile, Robin Hood. That's the guy at the tournament. Oh, goes, yeah. Attention, everyone. Oh, I do love him. Brutus and Nero, the rescuers, the crocodile logs, Snow White and the Seven <laughs> Dwarfs. Oh, my God. Crocodile Mim, The Sword in the Stone. And now before anyone comes at me, Lewis from Princess and the Frog is an alligator. Mm -hmm. So he is not part of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Ali Gator from Fantasia and the Dance of the Hours is an alligator. So he is not part of this conversation. And the Golden Pua goes 
to TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is like, can if anyone can break Captain Hook, it's just so satisfying to see that. And he takes so much enjoy. Like there's like a there's a humor to him also. Yes, he's funny and also terrifying. And scary, yeah. Yeah, he's like, got a little bit of everything. Like the hook is a codfish, him like slapping the water. Yes. Is, oh my god, I can fu- see that immediately when you describe ever. it. Yeah, exactly. Hook is a codfish. Yeah. Hook yeah. Is a yeah. I have to say, I'm thrilled to see the crocodile logs nominated from <laughs> No way! <laughs> Absolutely the hallucination. The I wanted to give it to them. I'm not, I wanted to. I wanted to upset and just give it to them, but I didn't. <sighs> Yay, Congratulations, TikTok. TikTok! This is his first nomination and first win. Wow! He looks fantastic in his sage bow tie. <laughs> okay. The next category is best beverage in a Disney film. Oh, she's going to have that pink wine from Sleeping oh, honey, Beauty. You're not even going to believe how many pink beverages there are in Disney movies. So the nominees are King Hubert's 16-year-aged pink wine from Sleeping Beauty, of course. Ah, there it is. Blue Milk, a.k.a. Bantha Milk, as first seen in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Radigan's Pink Champagne Fountain from The Great Mouse Detective. <sighs> Pleasure Island Root Beer from Pinocchio. The foamy beer from the tavern in Beauty and the Beast, served in a stein. Mm. Or the pink llama potion spiked wine from the Emperor's New Groove, served in a golden chalice. And the golden pua goes to Radigan's pink <laughs> wine champagne <laughs> fountain. Because I love a water fixture, it's a, it's, Yeah, it's not just a drink. It it's, a, is, it's a water fixture. See, here's the thing. King Hubert's pink wine. That looks so is good, iconic. though. Yeah. And it'll get you drunk. Radigan's wine is essentially the exact same thing. Yeah. In a more extravagant <laughs> presentation. I should Because have it known. also gets Bartholomew drunk yes, AF. And yeah. 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 Oh, poor Bartholomew. And I mean, it's just decadent <laughs> and if we're doing drinks i want decadence <laughs> i don't need a beer i need the most extravagant fancy fruity looking bullshit <laughs> ever and radigan's pink champagne fountain come on yeah 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 our next category Best battle sequence in an animated feature film. Ooh. And the nominees are The Battle on the Snowy Mountain slash Tung Shao Pass, Mulan. The Titan Attack on Olympus, Hercules. The Raid on Beast's Castle, Beauty and the Beast. The Battle for Pride Rock, The Lion King. Ah. The Ant Colony Revolution, A Bug's Life. And now my criteria for these battles was they had to be groups fighting groups. Okay. So it's all the gods versus the titans, all the ants versus the grasshoppers, the hyenas versus the lions and Timon and Pumbaa, the enchanted objects versus the villagers, 
and the Huns versus the Imperial Army. I will just say, for your consideration, there is a nightstand with a baseball bat <laughs> in Beauty and the Beast who may be the best character in the whole I damn know. film. I know, and that one... Have you seen it? Yeah, Have you seen the little yeah. He's peeking no, around the corner the, with his baseball the bat. The Beauty and the Beast battle scene used to be my brother's like actual favorite thing. Like we would watch and rewatch it because it has it's got the humor also. It does. And the Golden Pua goes to the battle for Pride Rock. Oh. It's it was tough for me. I almost gave it to a bug's life. I thought about Beauty and the Beast because it has humor, which I love, uh, and a lot of creativity. But the Pride Rock fight, like you, things are on fire. The music is incredible. And you feel like for a moment, you don't really know which way it's going to go. I mean, you do because it's a Disney movie. But I think if I was watching that for the first time, I'd be like, you know, the good guys will win, but I are we going to, like, lose somebody good in this battle? Like, it really has you at the edge of your seat. And it feels like interesting, almost more than, I mean, not really Bugs Life, but almost more than some of the others. It's like everything was kind of leading to this moment of Simba taking his place, righting the wrong. Yeah, it's very powerful. Mm. Yeah, it's that one. Wow. I think for me, I might have given it to the tongue shall pass. Yeah, I know. When they look up onto the hill and then they just hear all of the cry and they see the entire Hun army about to come down. The fucking Falcon. Yeah, the Falcon. And then Shang goes down immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, these were all good. I I actually almost chose a bug's life. I almost chose a bug's life. I mean, that's a really good battle. It's unforgettable. The the bird, yeah, them flying the bird, and then the storm, yeah. and then the real bird, the rain, yeah, oh my god, yeah, the oh, rain, oh, the rain. Mm. Honestly, I don't think you could go wrong with any yeah, of these. Yeah, I agree with you. This is a great, very strong category. Thank you. All right, the next category is the most optimal attraction nap in the Magic Kingdom. And the nominees are The Country Bear Jamboree, Mickey's Philar Magic, The Hall of Presidents, The Carousel of Progress, and The Enchanted Tiki Room. And the Golden Pua goes to The Carousel of Progress. <gasps> oh, you've surprised me. I have reasons. Okay. Not saying that I think Carousel of Progress is boring yeah, yeah. by any means. I think Philhar Magic is too engaging for you to fall asleep mm-hmm. in. Even though I've seen it. I've seen it. The Tiki Room is too short okay. for you to fall asleep in, especially if it's under new management, because then mm-hmm. why would you? Because Oa comes out. Mm-hmm. Country Bear Jamboree, it's impossible for you to fall asleep during that because the clicking sounds of the audio animatronic <laughs> will keep you awake. <laughs> As they blink, it's just like click, 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 click. (laughs) The biggest run for the money is the Hall of Presidents because you just sit there. But what takes it about Carousel of Progress is that, one, it is slightly more enjoyable and pleasant to fall asleep to because it's warm and comforting. Like the, Um, the, it being waltz, it makes you feel cuddled as as you drift asleep and... 
it moves you and it sort of like rocks you to sleep as you move from one room to the next. Oh so yeah. It's a really and it's and it's over a half hour long. So yeah, and it's so air you can conditioned. Get a nice mm. Yep, it's air conditioned and you can just get a really nice good nap in there and then just be energized to go right back in. Mm. Congratulations, so, Carousel of Progress. Or you can nap one time and then you can get out and then go back on the ride and watch it. And watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because it's a great ride. But it also is. if you fall asleep there. You're going to be okay. Ah. And our second to last category, best Mickey Mouse performance short film. Mm. And the nominees are Steamboat Willie, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Mickey and the Beanstalk, The Band Concert, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And the golden pua goes to Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie, even though that's not necessarily the Mickey we know now, it's what made the world fall in love with Mickey. He's charming and adorable to look at and fun, and he just makes you happy when you look at him. And you cannot give it to the Mickey who created all of the, those other Mickeys after him. I, I love his performance in A Christmas Carol, but he is he's playing Bob Cratchit. Um, so he does a great job, but I, I don't know. I also have a very personal tie to Mickey and the Beanstalk. Like, I was very obsessed with that. Me too. But it just doesn't feel right to not give it to Steamboat Willie. I think it would feel right to give it to Sorcerer's Apprentice, too, because I feel like that uh, yes. also encapsulates Mickey both as magical and mischievous. He's a little bit too mischievous in that for me. Sometimes he verges on a little bit annoying in that for me. I'm not going to lie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hot take. All right. Yeah. It's got to be Steamboat Willie. It's got to be. Wow. We're at our final category of the evening, everyone. What a night it's been. Another Pua's. Ah, mm. Somehow we keep finding new categories for this. Mm-hmm. So for this final category, I'd like to pay tribute to a brilliant lyricist, David Zippel, who not only wrote the lyrics to my current fave, Bad Cinderella on Broadway, <laughs> and the lyrics to... Far longer than forever. Far longer Please. than forever. But he's written some brilliant lyrics for Disney films. So, without further ado, our final category. Best David Zippel lyrics. Go the distance from Hercules. Reflection from Mulan. True to your heart from Mulan. End credits. I Won't Say I'm in Love from Hercules and Zero to Hero from Hercules. And the golden pua goes to Reflection, Mulan. Mm. This song is like perfect. Mm. It's, it's very profound. I think out of all of the lyrics, while maybe not as clever as some of the other songs are, I think the lyrics to this song are the most profound. Mm-hmm. When will my reflection show who I am inside? Yeah. We take it for granted because we all know it so well. We do. If I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. Mm. Oh, God. Ah. Oh. 
And yeah. I mean, the the music to it is amazing, but David Zippel didn't do the music. Mm. But the, those lyrics are, I mean, Go the Distance is the yeah. is the runner-up, I think, to that. That and I Won't Say I'm in Love because I Won't yeah, Say I'm in Love Yeah, if there's a prize for Rotten Judgment. Clever. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. If there's a prize for Rotten no Judgment. No man is oh. worth the aggravation. That's mm. ancient history. Been there. Done That's that. clever. Oh, it's so good. Honestly, though, the Zero to Hero lyrics are hilarious. Those are very clever, So clever, too. yeah. Mm. A major hunk, zero to hero, and who to thunk? Who put the glad in gladiator? Who put the glad in gladiator? Come on! It's so funny. Oh, good stuff. Wow. And but we'll just have reflection play us out of this third annual Nothing. Pulas. Nothing will touch reflection. Reflection is mm. just... It's on this other level. It's yeah. it's it's doing its own even among like the Disney princess songs. Yeah, agreed. Reflection is something else. And agreed. I know I don't count Mulan as a Disney oh, princess. We caught him. But if we have to include her in the Disney princess collection, Reflection is doing something different. Mm-hmm. It's almost taking a more melancholic look at just around the river bend. It's funny when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was just around the riverbend of like, what else is kind of getting at that? And it's just around the riverbend. Yeah. But it's a little bit, it's more melancholic. It's more, this is, is a sadder take on it. it. It's like, it's coming from the feeling of hopelessness as to the feeling of choice that mm-hmm. Pocahontas has. Yeah. And, you know, as a very, very closeted gay boy for a while, like, Melancholy mm. is a nice place to be. Mm. <laughs> and with that, we close wow. out our third annual Poor Unfortunate Awards. Congratulations again to all of the nominees and to all of our winners. Thank you for being you. Thank you for doing what you do. Without you, it would not have been possible to have this amazing evening of the most incredible awards that could be given out to fictional characters <laughs> and attractions and non-living and glasses, <laughs> glasses. Yep. yeah exactly inanimate objects <laughs> thank you all so much for joining us for the puas if you liked what you heard please remember to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast that way all of our episodes download to your device and you don't miss out on anything And now that you've hit the end of the episode, this is the time for you to hit five stars and leave that written review. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for doing it. It really does more for the podcast in terms of exposure Mm -hmm. than any other single thing you can do. So if you have been holding out on leaving a written review, now is really, really, really the time to do it. Thank you very much. And please follow us on social media. We are at Poor Unfortunate Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we are at Unfortunate Pod on Twitter. We are, of course, going to have you vote on these categories in our Instagram stories. So head on over there so that you don't miss it. I loved having everyone vote on our Disney dates bracket from two episodes ago. And y'all chose a different date than we did. So that's why we do it. We love to hear your opinions. And so social media is the place to go for that. And if you want even more Poor Unfortunate podcast in your life, please join our private Facebook group, The Poor Unfortunate Fam. So we discuss the episodes in that group. We talk about everyone's Disney trips. We share news. And it's just a great way for Connor and I to get to know who all of you listeners out there and hear about what you want us to cover in the episodes. 
Uh, and it's a wonderful place to be. So please join. And the Poor Unfortunate Shop is open if you're looking for any merchandise to support the podcast and show your love for Poor Unfortunate Podcast. You can go to poorunfortunatepodcast.com slash shop. We've got t-shirts, sweatshirts. Caroline's wearing her sweatshirt right now. We've got water bottles. so cozy. Stickers, all that good stuff. Go check it out, poorunfortunatepodcast.com slash shop. And as we always say... It does take us a little bit of money to keep the podcast up and running and coming to you. We do have a PayPal account. It is linked in the episode description and in the website links on our social media accounts. Truly anything that you have to spare goes a long way for us. It could be $5, $10, more than that. You can make it a monthly donation. It can be a one-time donation. It all just goes right back into the podcast, helping us keep it free and ad-free for the most part. And special thank you to all of those people who are monthly donors. Without you, you, you. none of this would be possible. Thank you. That's going to do it for us. Let's pack up the red carpet and collapse the step and repeat. And I am ready to take these heels off and just go let's home Let's go to relax. the after party, let's babe. Let's go. Let's do it. Until next time. Beluga Sevruga. Beluga Sevruga.